0: Hello and welcome to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Series 2, Episode 88. Uh, We are covering today March the 23rd to March the 29th, Enos through to Words of Mormon. He works in me to do his will. And we are continuing, kind of, with the section, The Lord Will Bless Me When I Keep the Commandments, but we're also going to address um, the points made in Who Were the People of Zarahemla in Omni, Chapter 1, Verses 14 and 21. So as we were going through uh, the different authors in the book of Omni yesterday, we reach um, the author Amalekai. Now, Amalekai writes the most in the book of Omni out of the five. um, And there's probably a few reasons for this, which we'll get onto in a moment. Um, But it seems that uh, the people uh, who are living at the time of uh, Amalekai um, decided or felt prompted. In fact, King Mosiah, the first, feels prompted uh, that he should... uh, take some people who will go with him and leave the land um, that they lived in at the time, the land of Nephi. Now, this whole geography business isn't, you know, necessarily what is important. Uh, I was listening to a great uh, talk or message from a a person called Dan Duckworth, who works for the Leading Saints podcast, and he was talking about um, how When we give a talk in a sacrament meeting, we should be giving a witness, not evidence um, for, you know, why we why we have this faith. Uh, And it's similar with this. The geography of the Book of Mormon shouldn't be a a witness in itself of the truthfulness of the book. Uh, Rather, it can be an evidence that um, builds it up. But as long as we are uh, focusing on the important things within the Book of Mormon, then that is the, that is the, that is the key. Uh, Harold B. Lee said this, quote, Don't be concerned over Book of Mormon geography. Some say the Hill Cumorah was in southern Mexico and some pushed it down fur- still further and not in western New York. Well, if the Lord wanted us to know where it was or where Zarahemla was, he'd have given us a, long- a latitude or longitude, don't you think? the witness of the Book of Mormon is not found in the ruins of Central and South America. there may be outward evidences of a people long since disappeared. The real witness is that which is found in the Book of Mormon itself close quote and it is interesting because there are a number of witnesses that that show that the Book of Mormon um, p- people um, were in in, sort of in kind of central South America and there is lots of evidences to point to that fact um, but the important thing is is that we don't focus on those things rather that they can be outward evidences. Which supports our witness. Uh, and so, whilst I'm not going to go into detail on the geography on where things are, um, it is important that we have some idea of context. So, the land of their first inheritance was where they left the Lamanites and they settled in the land of Nephi. And that's where Nephi dies and Jacob teaches and then Enos teaches, Jarom, etc. But then, obviously, when it gets to Mosiah the first, um, he feels prompted. I mean, and we're not actually told why. Uh, we're not told of his great wickedness of the people who were left behind or, or anything like that. But um, he is prompted by the Lord um, that they, he should flee out of the land of Nephi and all those that would go with him. So he does that uh, in verse 13 and uh, it then gives us some details about um, how they left and then they came uh, into the land of Sarah Sarahemla. Now, people were living there. At that moment in time, in Zarahemla, and it was uh, the people who had left at the time with Mulek around the same time as Lehi had left Jerusalem. Uh, Mulek left Jerusalem as well, and uh, the, the these were these people. However, there was a key difference uh, between the two of them, and uh, this this was what it was. In verse seventeen, uh, it says, "And it came, and at the time that Mosiah discovered them, they had become uh, exceedingly numerous." Nevertheless, they had had many wars and serious contentions and had fallen by the sword from time to time, and their language had become corrupted, and they had brought no records with them, and they denied the being of their creator and Mosiah, nor the people of Mosiah could understand them. And this is, I love this verse, I absolutely love it, because it just highlights the, the importance of record keeping, first of all, which we spoke about yesterday. Uh, and if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, I strong, strongly recommend you do so. Um, but actually, these records were the scriptures. And so it shows the value of the scriptures as well. They Their language have become corrupted. They deny the being of their creator. And that has stemmed from them not having the records, which were the scriptures. Uh, Elder D. Todd Christopherson. Uh, said this, quote, the scriptures and also enlarge our memory by helping us not forget what we and earlier generations have learned. Those who either don't have or ignore the recorded word of God eventually cease to believe in him and forget the purpose of their existence. You will remember how important it was for Lehi's people to take the brass plates with them when they left Jerusalem. These scriptures were key to their knowledge of God and the coming of the redemption of Christ the other group that came out of Jerusalem shortly after Lehi had no scriptures. And when Lehi's descendants encountered them some 300 or 400 years later, it is recorded that their language had become corrupted and they denied the being of their creator, Close quote. So this just really highlights the importance of these scriptures and how if we do not study them, then whilst this obviously was a kind of, widespread people uh, that didn't have the record and a long time passed the, and they had lost those things. If we do not have the records of the scriptures in our lives, then we might start to deny the existence of our creator. We might start uh, to to get further away from him. Uh, and so that is something which we should seek to avoid. So we continue on. And uh, basically, you know, the question is, why did Amalekai write so much? Well, it seems that Amalekai. Uh, fills um, the rate the rest of the plates. He says in verse thirty, and I am, am I am, and I am about to lie down in my grave, and these plates are full. Uh, and so clearly, he has recognized that there is l- literally now only a small amount le- left on the plates. But you have to bear in mind that he outlined some very significant events. This Mosiah the first felt prompted to take people away from the land of Nephi, where they had lived for uh, a number of generations. Uh, and so that was a key event. Meeting this new people and m- uniting with them was a key event. The crowning of K- King Benjamin was a key event. Uh, and of course, the, the crowning of King Benjamin was a key event because it seems that Amalekai uh, felt that he should pass, pass the plates onto them. Um, because And the, the reason why is because he outlines the righteousness and the leadership of King Benjamin. But then there's also an interesting uh, kind of message that's put within the with the words of verse 30, where he says, and I, Malachi, had a brother who also went with them, meaning the people went, that went back um, to the land of Nephi, um, and I have not since known concerning them. Uh, he says so he says that his brother went with a group of people to go back to the land of Nephi they haven't come back and why is he why is he mentioning this well it may well be that um, he was planning to pass these plates on to his brother but he has since gone uh, perhaps he has no you know posterity and so he obviously is looking for the next you know person that will look after and care for these plates and who better than this righteous king who clearly has the uh, the power of the lord on his side now, I want to finish with a, a wonderful verse that uh, Amalekai that, uh, writes, um, and he says it uh, in verse 26. He says, And now, behold, my beloved brethren, I would that ye should come unto Christ, who is the Holy One of Israel, and partake of his salvation and the power of his redemption. Yea, come unto him and offer your whole souls as an offering unto him, and continue in fasting and prayer, and endure to the end. And as the Lord liveth, ye will be saved. Um Now, I don't know about you, but for me, considering the verses that were written by the previous four uh, authors and then this verse, Amalachi seems to be more connected with his savior, I would argue. Um, I could be wrong. It may just be that he is now using up the last of the plates and he has a bit more space than the rest do. Um, But for me, someone who is teaching this principle, which is consecration, um, it would have to be someone who really has a testimony of that. And be able to speak so boldly about Christ and about how they need to come unto Him. Uh, and I suggest that perhaps the people—it also relates to the people that he was living with—the people with the previous four authors, perhaps were getting slowly and slowly more and more into wickedness, which is potentially why Mosiah the first needed to take the people and leave. Uh, and now we have King Benjamin leading these people, and well, we know the type of the type of rule that King Benjamin is. We find now in the next couple of books and so perhaps the righteousness of the people is starting to be on the increase again elaine l sister elaine sorry elaine l jack uh, said this quote our offerings embrace both the work we do and the heart with which we do it the lord calls this a broken heart and a contrite spirit this union constitutes the soul amalekai spoke of offering your whole souls to jesus christ the time is past when we can merely believe in the gospel we must be passionate in our belief and in our commitment to Jesus Christ and His plan. We must know unequivocally that He is with us; that He will guide and direct us. In His name, we shape our our offering. Close quote. Those are some fantastic, fantastic words to end on. That this is, you know, the message. The message that we get from this book is that as we consecrate our lives to the Savior with our efforts we receive greater blessings the lord will bless us when we keep the commandments and that is clearly a message seen through these different authors in this book of omni a fascinating book um so thank you for listening today if you uh, are enjoying the study please share it. um share it with someone that'd be fantastic and also please share your feedback uh, Session at gmail.com is the email that you can email to Or you can join the Facebook group, which is Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Thank you very much for listening and until we meet again.